0: be on cocaine to be on this part there
1: it's a great day
2: we're walking surfing surfing What's up, everybody? You're listening to a quick hit edition of Cocaine Willie, and today we're doing a brief recap of the K-State victory over the Troy Trojans at home with a 42 to 13 victory and ending the second longest win streak in FBS behind the Georgia Bulldogs. Good my spot. first, my it's first good question good for the two of you is the G5 curse over. No.
1: I guess it's I'll start. Uh, do I think the g5 curses are uh, I think yes um, I I truthfully felt that this game was gonna be somewhat similar to like the Nevada game of a couple years ago um, and it kind of played out pretty similarly to that at least in the first half um, you know there were times where we just it did not look like k state was In it, um, from I I, and I would probably say it more on the offensive side of the football, but there were some defensive lapses at the end of that first half that kind of made you think, "Oh man, this is going to be a lot closer than you think it's going to be." But that second half, they just kind of nailed it down, and you know, shows again what type of adjustments you can make at halftime that really just change the entire outlook of the game, and you know, to really just grasp. Uh, grasp of the game in the second half was really important, and just shows, I think, how good this team is. Um, I I do truly believe that this team just shows that even if they're not at a, almost a hundred percent, like from a interest level in the game perspective, like they still were able to beat what you know. Who knows by the end of the season how good Troy is, but on paper and what they've done. This is a very good win for this team.
2: Chef, is the is the G five curse over? And were you there for any of that? Because you just hopped, you hopped off stage for like two minutes.
0: Oh, well, I got the end of
2: Matt's convo right
0: there. Is the G five curse over? I mean, they they took care of business today. So realistically, that's all we're doing. We're we're going one to zero. That's what we have to do. I'm am proud. of I'm proud of. Chris Kleiman, he got that monkey off his back and we don't have to necessarily talk about that too much anymore. Um, we have other things that we could talk about this game. It it was a all around I can't say all around. Why would I say that? It wasn't an all around good performance. It was just a good performance, you know, if they didn't you get this expectation that because they the offense has the ball that they're supposed to score every time. And Troy they came there to play. They weren't just going to roll over. So, were there some times that Troy showed out? Yes. Were there some times that it was self-inflicted? I think that was also the case. Were there points out there that were left out there because of our own doing? Very much the case. And that's just on the offense because really there's no complaints on the defense because I think we came in with a game plan that they knew, we knew that they're Running attack was the, the point of emphasis that we had to stop. And we did that for the most part outside of, like, one rush. But their receivers were a lot better than I gave them credit for. They had a lot of jump ball ability, and that's what they did. And in, in between the 20s, it was their game, but after that, it was all us
2: yeah and and to touch on their wide receivers real quick they had they had four receivers who were over 30 yards and 216 total yards uh, uh passing on the day i i guessed it. let's let's go back to the offense for k-state real quick so despite scoring the same amount of points in both the first and the second half i feel like vibe vibe wise just strictly feeling about the vibes the first half felt like a very slow start and then the second half it felt like the team kicked it into gear a little bit more, but it was funny looking at the box score and seeing yeah They'd scored the exact same amount of points in both halves. They both they scored 21 points in both halves. Um, what did you think about the offense today? And, and what did you like? What did you not like? Uh, and I think, uh, I think I know where both of you are going to go with that with this question, but uh, what did you like about the offense? what did you not like about the offense today?
1: Um. You know, I I would agree. I felt the second half was a better showing. Uh, At least it looked visually. Um, You wonder how much of it, you know, came with having Keegan Johnson actually playing. Um, And he had a limited number of snaps in the second half, but I really liked the few plays that he made. Um, He has some really good route running ability. The one catch that he got right to the goal line was a really great play call and and he ran the route excellent and, you know, had to get through a couple defenders to get to the one yard line. Um, The, the second half just looked a little bit cleaner. um, And I think moving Cooper BB over to the right side of the line really helped with pass protection as well. Um, I, you know, Carver Willis struggled a little bit out there in that game today And you could tell um, that, you know, from it, not necessarily from a pass protection perspective, I feel like we only gave up maybe one sack in that game, maybe one or two sacks. But from a run perspective, we just weren't really able to get as much in between tackles more towards the second quarter um, into the beginning of the third quarter. Um, But we did see, I mean, Treshawn Ward made some really good plays. DJ Giddens is, you know, he's a strong guy. If he's, able to get, if he's able to get a minimum of three or four yards of carry, that's that's big. So,
2: um, and I think Matt's dealing with a little bit of spottiness, uh, cell service wise, driving back on I seventy. But uh, I I agree with that, and I I I loved what we saw out of Keegan Johnson today. He had three catches for twenty five total yards. Um, Chef just. Offense in general, what were your thoughts coming out of out of the game today? What'd you like? What'd you not like? I want to hear specifically also about the offensive line and, and maybe the rushing game.
0: Okay. So for me, I, I had totally opposite vibe checks from than what you just laid out there. Because for me, the first half seemed at least in the the beginning of it, it seemed a lot cleaner. We came out with energy we did, we had some things that they weren't expecting, and we showed a little bit different wrinkle than we did in that first game versus SEMO. The second half, the way we started that off, I think we had like four yards through our first three drives. And it was tough to watch, I think, starting that second half. And they handed us field position on those two coming out of the second half. It's just wasn't, it just wasn't as clean in that, that beginning of the third quarter for me than it was in the first half. What I saw, specifically, was the right side of that offensive line, it needs balanced out, because KT Levison is a rock. He is incredible. He's he's doing what he needs to do. Pass protection, run blocking, it looks clean on that left side. If Cooper's over there, it's a, a dominant left side. But... It balances out to the right because Hadley and Carver Willis do not work well together at all. It, it's just not a good fit, those two. And then Taylor Portier, like Coach Kleiman said in his postgame presser, he needs more time. He needs more snaps. He's missed two years of football, no practice, all recovery. He needs more snaps. So having him next to Carver Willis is also not a good look. Him and run, and him and his run fits. He was just a little bit off, and I think, like Coach Kleiman said in his post game, they had to get away from that stretch run. Some of it was self inflicted like Taylor Portier's taking steps to the left when we're it's a stretch run to the right. he's trying to catch people instead of you know attack uh, getting to the point of tack, but Carver Willis just had a rough game it was it was not a great game for him at all. He got overwhelmed physically by a couple. Uh, pass rushers, but once Cooper, like Matt said, once Cooper went over to that right tackle position, it kind of balanced out the offensive line where you have KT can balance with Hadley Panzer on the left side, and Cooper BB can balance out with Taylor Portier on the right side. I think that is kind of the way we have to go until Duffy comes back, but once Duffy comes back, I think you're going to see a totally different offensive line it's going to be a masterclass, in my opinion, of what we can truly see. Where we're really only, we talked about the rotation at offensive line, how it's going to be something that we're looking forward to. But in all honesty, we need to find a nice six, a solid six. And that's what we're going to go with. Because Carver Willis, as I know he's, he's a great young man and he had his he he started as a true freshman versus TCU at left tackle. He's got the talent he's just got to get there, and he's not ready yet, in my opinion. But we're gonna get there. It's just a matter of time, boys and girls. It's just a matter of time.
2: That that it is. Uh, Real quick, touching on the receivers in the passing game from from Will Howard. Uh, Howard, he was 21 for 32 uh, with 250 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He also rushed. For two touchdowns, which was great to see Uh, from a receiving perspective, you had Philip Brooks with seven catches for 94 yards. We had a really great day from Philip Brooks, uh, which, you know, kind of coming back into into midseason form for for Philip Brooks, which you love to see. Um, Again, Jaden Jackson, a guy that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, because I think all three of us really like him and, and love his upside. He had a great game today as well. 77 yards on four receptions with a touchdown. Uh, what? what and, and again, we also mentioned Keegan Johnson also, uh, who had a had a solid three catches for 25 yards uh, in his first action so far this season. You know, just touching on the wide receivers, what'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to see more of next week heading into the Mizzou game?
1: Uh, well, Ben Sinnott, if we're going to loop Ben Sinnott into this situation, uh, was not very good in this game, right? He, how many catches did he have?
2: Yeah, we there was no Ben's in it, basically.
1: Um, And it may, I, I don't want to say that it's, you know, an effort perspective. You could have a team that's really focused on making sure he doesn't get any yards, like, you know, opportunities for catches. And so, Phillip Brooks, it was huge to see him come back after a, a very average first game, um, he was very much in the first half a, uh, a go-to guy to catch the football. Um, you know, and then I, it was important, I think, for Keegan Johnson to get some snaps in this game just to prep for next week. And, you know, again, I, I liked what I saw out of Keegan Johnson. Um, I thought Will did a really good job of, um, of executing the offense that he's throwing. He had the one pick, which was a very bad pick very bad pick um he missed rj garcia wide open at the 30 yard line and he went for for the big time and it didn't work so um overall i felt the wide receivers did very well today um and i think the good thing is you can still have a good offensive game and not have to have one guy who you know has to be the be the guy you can pass it around and Jaden jackson is a really good example of that Showing he's almost the number one wide receiver at this point. So that's that's really great to see his development.
0: Yes. Yeah. Does his build remind you of um Sebastian Taylor? He looked he looked so much like Sebastian Taylor on that double coverage fingertip catch. I can't remember who that game we he had that against. Maybe Baylor at like the goal line or something like that, but he looked he looked awesome. He looked like an SEC-type receiver. And I'm glad that he's getting his shine while Keegan Johnson is recovering. It's going to be important that we have the depth of that because it's not like the O-line. We There's no continuity kind of necessarily involved. You can kind of throw guys out there and have them attack at different points. And I like what you said, Matt. You said that it wasn't a good game by Ben Sennett, but it wasn't necessarily a good game by his effort. It, Like you said, it was. they focused on him. Will Howard said it in the postgame. They're yelling his number pre-snap. They're saying 34, 34, watch 34. And when you got guys going underneath him and over the top, it's almost impossible. And that's why Phillip Brooks, I think, shined. You know, he, he looked good out there. He looked like the the Wiley veteran and you know for all the the talk about him not being explosive in the off season and not being an explosive receiver, this is this is why he's here. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be fifty yard bombs down the sideline every time. He can he can do things in the open field and in short area quickness that not a lot of receivers on our team can do. So he has his role, he's playing his role perfectly and this is the Philip Brooks game, uh, as a receiver, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, for sure. And and I like what you mentioned about Ben Sinnott too. Is th- in some cases it's almost like the Travis Kelsey effect, where he takes the attention away from other receivers and and other threats on offense. In a way where he may, he may only have a situation like today, where he only has one catch for five yards, but. If he's taking that attention away from the defense and, and allowing guys like Jaden Jackson and allowing guys like Keegan Johnson and Phillip Brooks to get open in other ways, let's do it. I, I love that. And I think maybe RJ had a little bit of that today too. Um but yeah, go ahead, Chef. I think I think we can we could honestly
0: force feed him the ball if we wanted to. Would that take away from the offense? In my opinion, I think it would, because you kinda as mu it's so, you know, uh, it's so stupid for people to say just take what they're giving you because it's it's so obvious yeah that's what kind of football is you just do what they're not not defending so yeah if they're going to double team Vince in it we could have forced him the ball and schemed ways for him to get screens instead of you know philip brooks and all that stuff but running routes deep and running these shallow crosses where it's taking attention like you were saying bob away from other receivers for them to cook, I think that's the best way to do it. And that's the sign of a good offense and a good offensive coordinator.
2: Couldn't agree more defensively. Let's talk about that. A big key coming into this game was going to make sure it was going to be making sure that we hold their, their rush, to a very minimal amount of yards as, as, as few yards as possible, knowing that Kamani v- Vidal Vidal was coming into this game as the leading rusher in the nation. After week one, the cats did their job. The defense did their job in that regard. We held their rushing uh, game to 70 total yards. They had four rushers with under 10 yards, three of which were in negative yardage. Uh, Kamani Vidal had 83 yards. So, Let's talk about that rush defense again. It was a huge key coming out of that first game against SEMO. It was going to be a huge key coming into this matchup uh, with, with Troy. What were your thoughts on that rush defense and, and how they shined today?
1: I mean, they were really, really good today. Uh, it's very easy to look at just as the statistics. And, um, you know, a guy who gets 83 yards on the ground, is is that's a pretty decent day. Um, but it was – Great to see um, from the linebacker position how much uh, we were getting inside and making those stops um, on the inside run defense. Um, they did have a couple big chunk runs, um, which I think obviously helped get some of those 83 yards that he had. Uh, there was one especially in the second half uh, that he that he did. Um, but the run defense, I, I think if I thought that this defense – would have, at this point, given up a total of 13 points so far this season. That's a really big win for us, and we are still cycling in true freshmen in some of these positions that are making plays. And from the quarterback position, we saw Troy, I mean, their wide receivers did a really good job today. They made some great catches. They got into space, got some open – stuff but i still felt the secondary was above average for this game um when they start hitting teams that are going to be pass 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 all the time it's going to be very interesting but i think the run or i think the defensive philosophy for this game was we need to stop the run we'll give up 10 15 yard you know we'll give up some of those plays but we need to stop the run and I think if if that was the overall philosophy, it was extremely effective. Um, and to give up 13 points, 13 points is a very good number, um, you know, to be given up, especially for an early season
2: game. I'm not sure if we have chef or not. It looks like we might have lost him potentially. So, I, I, you bring up you bring up the secondary, Matt Willie. He had a, he had a pretty solid performance, I would say today, with an interception, six tackles, and a TFL. Um, we held their, I'm not going to say we held their passing game. It we their, their passing game was 216 total yards. They had four receivers over 30 yards. Like we mentioned earlier, um, chef, I need to add back to the stage here, chef. How did you feel about the secondary today? And, and, and tell me what, what your thoughts were on Will Lee's game that he had today as well.
0: Ooh, it's a blanket, baby. That, I mean, that, that is a, a, that's an accurate nickname. I think he only got, he got beat on one you know, one go ball, and it was a tough catch, another one-hander. Matt, you got to explain to me what's happening with these one-handed catches in person. I bet those were absolutely nasty. I would have been pissed. I would have been so mad. Um, I, I kind of want to, before I go on to that, I want to talk about what Matt was saying with the run fits, because, you know, the he explained the freshman. Asa Newsom was in one of those where they had a little chunk run and the long one, the 40-something yard, that backside you know, you just got to feel it better. He got cut at the second level. I don't think it was Asa, but, you know, you get – I think it might have been Desmond Purnell, and Uso got pushed out of there. He was so huge today, Uso. He was great at nose. He was actually almost perfect today at nose. But, you know, those run fits, that's just – you know, it just takes practice to get used to all the different looks that you have to do for these run fits. And those freshmen did a, a great job outside of those two runs, in my opinion. Then the pass coverage, Marquis Siegel. You know, they didn't throw his way a lot, but he the first play that he made his first his welcome to K State uh, introduction was on a screen pass, and he read it like a freaking hawk and or or a seagull like I should say and came in there and just bro and just smack a guy. It was awesome. Parrish he might have been absolutely perfect today. Outside of Willie, Willie had the pick to, you know, balance out him getting burnt on a play, but Parrish you can't throw on that guy. You cannot. He is absolutely locked down and I love that, dude. I love it. He is perfect. VJ Payne he was he an average gay. You know, I, I, I'm I, not disappointed in V.J. Payne, but I'm expecting a lot more playmaking ability from V.J. Payne. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that, but, you know, he he just hasn't popped. He almost had a pick today, but he just hasn't popped off the screen. And then Kobe Savage, like I said last week, he him and his knee, I think, is full strength. It's just psychological because in coverage, he is just not, as strong as he should be or as he used to be because he gets he's been getting beat on the outside a little bit too much for my liking but in run support and as a leader of the defense getting people aligned he has been absolutely money so the coverage was good the quarterback is a senior I didn't even realize that I might not even been listening to the podcast that I record with you guys so that's embarrassing but he was he was solid. He was he was solid. I don't know why. They, why do you know why they pulled him? I mean, they were only down three scores and they pulled him. It was just weird. He wasn't yeah, having yeah, a bad game either. So, that was so weird. I
2: mean, it was... you bring you bring up Asin Newsom. I just have to say that dude does not look like an eighteen year old. He he is no. not built like an eighteen year old. They showed him on the sideline. I'm like that looks like a. 30 year old playing in the nfl dude
0: the only other person i've seen built like asa newsome as an 18 year old was me so yeah
2: well you might have been 18 years old when he was born he was born in 2005 uh so going Eight, back to your uh, 18 year
1: old with the knees of a 45 year old yeah <laughs>
2: And going back, so I, I do want to also bring up. Toby O had a good game uh, and and kind of finished off the game with that fumble uh, that forced the fumble at the end of the game uh, to to really put the game away uh, with the final minute ticking on the clock. And uh, I also want to bring up Austin Moore. He led the team with tackles today with six total tackles and two TFLs. I think Austin Moore had a great day. Just real quick on on other dudes that were that were you know. Helpful to the defense today. What what are your thoughts on like Austin Moore, Tobio, some of the other guys, Khalid Duke that that played well today? That's who I was
0: going to say, Khalid Duke. I think he was he was who we thought he was. You know, he he was a guy. He looked like the guy that was keeping uh, Felix and UDK Uzama off the field. Let's be honest. He looked like that guy. He was great in run support. Two sacks. Two sacks. I mean, and he was relentless. He even had the pressures at the beginning because they were getting the ball out so fast, he couldn't get there. But he was on the quarterback almost every time. I know Matt was probably at the edge of his seat every time that he was on a pass rush because, goddamn, Duke is so good, and he didn't even use the spin move. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, he he was very very good today. Um, he's just he, he has a step against the offensive line that puts him at a really good advantage. And as he continues to develop as well, I mean, I, I see him getting more holding calls as we go through big 12 play. I think he's going to, he's going to be a problem for offensive linemen. Um, Toby O I think he's going to be, we're going to look at him like three years from now and be like, he could be a first, second round pick. I truly believe that. Um, today fumbled notwithstanding he's able to get to the quarterback at just a rate that is is kind of crazy and he has to improve on passing uh you know coverage he did give up a. he was covering a, a, a running back out there uh, and a running back got got into space a little bit but i just i don't know i think he's going to be a real
2: you, Let me tell you, you this. He, yeah. Go ahead, Chef. Let me tell you this.
0: In three years, he won't be playing linebacker. You won't have to worry about him fucking covering running backs out of the backfield because he will be at defensive end. He, he's going to grow. I mean, he's only a redshirt freshman, and he's massive already. He's going to put on quite a bit of weight. I think he's going to – they're kind of seeing, you know, Kleiman already kind of hints at it that his best attribute is pass rush. He's going to bulk up and he's probably 6'3", 6'4", now, and he's going to he easily, easily carry 240, 255 pounds. He'll be a defensive end. He's, he gives me those Khalid Dukes where he's out in space. He just doesn't need to be there. Just don't put him there because his best attribute is that put him at defensive end. Our defensive end room is going to be deep forever. We're recruiting at a, a clip that's out of control and Tobio is going to foster our defense at defensive end for a long, long time.
2: This is probably too, too easy of a comparison to make, but he, he almost kind of reminds me of Arthur Brown, which, which taught East guy Arthur Brown was two inches shorter than him actually, but was, but was about the same size as far as, as far as his weight is concerned. I'm just excited to see what, what he can do over the next few years and and he could be that next great blue ace from from Wichita East following the footstep of Arthur Brown
0: I think I've already made this comparison but his storyline through his career is Elijah Lee's. you know like but the opposite where they're putting him at linebacker but he's as a freshman he's so good at rushing that they're putting him down in those third down packages rushing the quarterback I think he's eventually going to go to defensive end and just be He's Will. He kind of reminds me of Will Anderson. If I had a comparison to somebody outside of K State, he kind of is the build of Will Anderson. Yeah. And I, I'm not. I'm not too scared to say it because Matt Fireball Matt said first round. I could see first round because he's just so physical. He's so fast. He doesn't give a fuck. He throws his head around in there at at nauseum. And he's just, he's so good. He's going to, he's got all the potential in the world. And that's with a guy on our team that has two sacks. And all I'm talking about is Toby O.
2: That that was an incredible play by him at the end of the game, though. I I loved seeing that out of Toby O. I I, real quick want to touch on special teams. Uh, Chef, if I remember right on Bosco's Boys, you predicted that there was going to be a a punt return for a touchdown. Is that correct? No,
0: I said, uh, no, 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 no. I said, even worse, I said there was going to be a fake punt by our team that we were going to pick up a first down with a fake punt. And I was so wrong. I was so tilted from the fucking Chiefs-Lions game that I just was like, well, you know what, fuck it. We're, that's what's going to happen. That's right. And it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> so, well, well, we did. We did not see the uh, the fake punt. We also did not see a kick return for a touchdown or punt return for a touchdown. Uh, I do want to touch on Chris Tennant real quick. He was a perfect six for six on extra points. I think he looked super sharp today. He was kicking it over the net in the for field goal duty, which was awesome. Uh, he's got a nasty leg, and and it's good to see him finally get right uh, in a way that again no field goal attempts today. But I feel like we're seeing what we need to see from him in easy you know extra point situations, chip shot situations uh, like the SEMO game. It's just going to be. I feel a lot better about that coming into Mizzou and then Big 12 play.
0: Uh, Matt, can you
2: explain to me what happened? Because he's
0: been so ice solid at kickoffs where he's just booting him out the back of the end zone. Was there a crazy wind that kicked it out of bounds or what?
1: Yeah, there was like this 90 mile an hour gust of wind that came through and it it just was. No. No there was nothing memorable about that kick other than me going, what the fuck are you doing? But, uh, I mean, it happens like Ty Zetter did that once in a while. I don't know. Can't complain. He was good today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was really sharp. And and I'm looking forward to to that coming into Missouri and conference play. But, but to that point, before we wrap up here, we're getting close on time. Next week, we're heading into Mizzou. We're going into Farrow field for the first time since what, 2011, if I remember correctly, uh, 2011 or 2012, whatever it was, right. If we haven't played there since they left, what do you want to see cleaned up from K state's game offense, defense, or otherwise before we head into Farrow field in Columbia next week?
1: Um, I, there's two things. Uh, we got, I really think we got to hope Christian Duffy is good to go for this game. Um, because I, I think Mizzou is going to be more physical and more athletic on the defensive side. We're going to need Christian Dot. We're going to need that line to be at as best strength as possible.
2: And then I'm going to honestly
1: say from a defensive perspective, you know, Luther Burton is going to be a, a tough matchup for us. He's a very talented player. And so you have to hope that from a secondary perspective, I mean, Today they did push us in the secondary for for the pass game. Uh, I think we're going to get pushed even more next week. So we're going to really have to get some uh, pressure on Brady Cook uh, to make some really bad decisions like he did last year. That's going to really help us out. But um, I think the offensive line is honestly the key thing for me. Like, if you can get an offensive line that's completely together, I I believe it's it's tough to stop our offense. But you can kind of see, you know, in this game today – like, if you're not, if they're not together on that line, it's a little bit of a struggle.
2: Chef, I take it from your body language that you disagree with uh, Matt's assessment on Luther Burden.
0: Yeah, I d- it's just different. You know, it's, Luther Burton is a talent, and Matt is absolutely correct. He could possibly do things that we haven't seen from a receiver standpoint that we've gone against, but I think it's two different styles because we were so focused on vital this week at running back that we couldn't let him burn us, that it kind of did things to our fronts where we weren't able to help the corners and we weren't able to run zones the way we would want to, in my opinion. I'm not an expert. I'm an idiot. But Missouri, I think they're way more pass-heavy and more pass-centric, so I think we're going to be able to focus on the receivers more than we we're able to focus on them today versus Troy. But my focus point is just like Matt. Matt's a smart man. He's probably the smartest man I know. you got to sure up that right tackle spot. Does that mean you kick out BB to start the game? Because I don't think you can play around with having Carver Willis out there. As much as I think Carver Willis has upside to be a, a solid tackle, he's not right now. So is it Duffy that can do it? Klyman said that he practiced from Wednesday on this week, but he just wasn't ready. He wasn't game-shaped ready and all that. So will he be ready for the Mizzou game? That's always been, if you listen to Stan Weber, that's always been the the target date, and I hope it is because I know what I'm getting with Christian Duffy. He is a
2: Herculean-looking black man. And real quick, one thing from from my perspective I'm going to be looking for is, is, again, the story of the season so far, I feel like for K-State in a lot of ways, has been rush defense. Missouri has a guy that rushed for 138 yards on 18 carries in their first matchup against South Dakota. They play tonight. For those of you who are listening later, they, the, the game will have already happened, but they're playing middle Tennessee tonight. It's going to be interesting to see how many rushing yards that Cody Schrader gets tonight for Mizzou. But, again, I think that's going to be another key uh, going into that matchup against Mizzou, but for those of you who are listening, for those of you who are who are fans of Cocaine Willie, we have a fun week ahead. We're going to have Ace Edwards from the Aggieville Alley Cats helping us preview uh, his first love, the Missouri Tigers, uh, in that matchup next weekend. Uh, and as always, thanks for listening in. Follow the pod on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cocaine Willie. Give us a five star rating or like wherever you're watching or, or listening. Uh, If you want, follow us individually. I am your commissioner at Bob Trollsby. Chef is at Chef Andre Napier. And Fireball Matt is at Matt Marchesini. Chef. Cocaine
0: is a hell of a drug, baby. 2-0.
2: We are all all coke, 2-0, and and no joke. Wildcat Country. Let's
1: Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride.